Hey, welcome to the Hive of this Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Martinez. Today I have a special guest, Chris Prefontaine. He says he's from New England, but what part of New England? <laughs> uh, Rhode Island right now, Daniel. Rhode Island, Rhode Island. All right. So one of, one of the first things I always like to ask, I know you've been doing real estate for a long time. You're doing coaching. Let's kind of jump right into the meat and the sauce. We got, we're on a short timeline today, and we're going to make it work. So tell us 30-second commercial. I know you got this down, what you do, who you are, and, and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. We buy and sell. We, family company, buy and sell property in the New England area. We only buy it on terms. We don't use banks. That's creative real estate. That's owner financing, lease purchase, subject to existing financing. And then that took, that was after the crash, by the way, because after the crash, it was devastating for me after the 08 debacle. And then we got started getting demand for coaching on this. And now we, we coach this all across North America. And when I say we coach this, Daniel, we do deals with students in the trenches. Very big difference from just buying some course. And now we've hit Inc. 5,000 three years in a row. So that, that piece of our business is growing while we still do deals in the trenches ourselves and stay current. And that's your coaching business is part of the Inc. 5,000? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. How does your lead flow come in? Is that through ads or through social media marketing, podcasts, all the above? I was going to say all the above, but, but when someone starts just to focus them, we have a service that will feed them daily live feed of expired listings that didn't sell with realtors for sale by owners, for rent by owners. And then if someone says, yeah, great, but I'm kind of more aggressive anymore, we'll start working on niche lists like free and clear homes. There's a reason we can talk about that later. Super, super lucrative and other, other niche lists like that to make, make sure they do it. And when I say we, a virtual assistant will call these lists, not us. Okay. And then we'll take the people that say, yeah, 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 give, have them give me a call. So you're providing them data as soon as they sign up just to get leads inbound? Yeah, they pay for the service, but it's peanuts. It's like $60 a month. It's not our service, right? It's a third party. Okay, okay. But the whole thing is that you're trying to, and this is, I think, the, the, the thing about coaching and students is to get them into momentum as quick as possible. Yeah, it's key. We, we obsess over this one. We have a bunch of metrics, but we obsess over the metric of what we call TTFD, which is time to first deal. Because to your point, if they get rolling quickly, especially on our three payday deals, which are very lucrative, they're not leaving. And so that's why we obsess over that versus, okay, what can we sell this month? It's not that. It's about how many deals can we do and how quickly? Okay. So how does, okay. So time to first deal is, is very important metric to you. So you're giving them leads. Are you giving them, you do like weekly trainings, they get a course. Yeah. So there's a basic online course. And then depending on what program they want, weekly group coaching or weekly group coaching and unending, like literally no limit to how many times they can access their coach if they're doing deals. It's, it's as needed. Okay. The reason why I'm asking this is because I, I do coaching and I have students well, so I'm trying to get them. Yeah. My, my, my metric that I'm keeping track is, is, is uh, when they hit six figures. So I don't know. It's not necessarily the first deal because they can hit it in one deal, but it's like the first time they hit Same six deal, figures. Yeah. It's cool though. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good metric. All right. Let's talk about creative finance because I love creative finance. Love it. And I think, I think you do too. So let's, let's, let's break down Creative finance for a person that's never even doesn't even know what that means. Yeah. So I'll try to go third grade level. My brain just assumes certain things. So you peel me back if you need to. It means you're not going to use a bank, first of all. Let me be very super clear because I, I got crushed by the banks after 08 and said, I'm not doing it again. Never. I'm not signing a personal guarantee ever. And you can do that for even your own house. Never mind what Daniel and I do. So that means owner financing. This building I'm standing in is a mixed use building. It doesn't have to be residential, which is where I teach. This was a free and clear building, no mortgage. We structured owner financing with the owner. It was principal only payments for a while. 
I made it to him instead of a bank. If you knew the real estate and you're listening. And then because he was conventional real estate guy, he said principal only, like he couldn't even get his arm wrapped around that or his head. So then we went 18 months and then we amortized the balance. So he got his way and I got my way, but I hammered principal at the beginning. That's very important. Yeah. So owner financing is one way. Second way for newbies, which is great is lease purchase. Our agreements literally, Daniel, have a $10 deposit built in. So you could tie up all kinds of property. Like you can get, you can get to a million dollars, say on 10 deals with all three paydays that we teach and you spent a hundred bucks literally a hundred bucks because you're not taking title lease purchase to control that and then the third way we do buy it just like on a financing and that's subject to existing financing and the reason it's creative when you said define it it's all these deals i'm just telling you as you know the ten thousand foot view there's always a deal after the deal after the deal when you can restructure these things i call that wealth stacking like changing it up a little bit mm. but think about sub two right now subject to existing loan if you're new to this you buy someone's home you take ownership in whatever entity you're doing according to your attorney, but then the seller stays on the loan as the guarantor. We're seeing two, three, 4%, like in the last several months, we're buying homes at that rate. I, I don't know when that's gonna happen again, right? On the conventional market, but that you can do that right now, which is pretty cool. Okay, so let's, uh, are you doing, uh, and you mentioned the lease purchase, lease options. Are you doing like a master lease purchase with a, a master lease built in, or is it just a straight lease option with a purchase agreement? We have a straight lease option when we're doing a residential house. Like I've done some master lease things on, on commercial with a couple of units, but let's talk residential simplicity. Yeah. Lease purchase agreement with an honor before date that they can be cashed out. They being the seller. And then we exit all of these with a rent to own program with the buyer. We've got about a two to 5% default rate. That's way above what anyone else is doing in the industry with this from what I understand, because we qualify very strictly the buyers. We want them to get to the finish line. In other words, are you teaching your students to wrap for cash flow or to to keep for like portfolio, like rentals? Yep, great question. So, I that sort of comes into that wealth stacking where when someone gets the five or six properties, like okay, Daniel, let's look at this now. You've you've solved your cash flow needs, let's say, assumably, and we say, all right, great. So now let's take some of these sandwich leases and let's try to turn them into sub two. And now we don't have an end date let's take some of these sandwich leases or sub twos where maybe the sellers do some money and let's try to discount that from another deal coming in. So there's all kinds of things we can do to keep these deals 20 or 30 years or cash them out in two or three, depending on what you got going on in your life, right? Financially. Absolutely. Now I, I, I love creative finance. I love what you're teaching. How many students have you pushed through like this, this like phase one part of this education? Cause I think your metrics going down the line is always going to trickle down, but like, how many people have you put in, have gotten their first deal? Cause that's, that's yeah. huge. I have a couple of things. So we track, we don't lop off the outliers, right? So I'm going to give you numbers of everyone. Okay, we're at we're a little over a thousand people that have gone through the QLS home study course. I don't know how far you're, but I know we broke that. And that's the online course. Cause if you're going to do anything with us, you go through that. You either do it with us or you go on your own and do it, but you go through that course. Yeah. Oh, quantum leap system, QLS. Okay. Out of all the people, about 24% of those end up joining us, locking arms and becoming what's called an associate. And they're doing deals in the trenches with us. As you and I were earlier saying about the weekly calls and everything else we do. Mm -hmm. Out of those that have come in, I don't know what that comes to, almost 300. 83% of those are what we consider active. And active is they show up, they don't have massive goals necessarily. That's their business, but they show up to weekly calls. They, they send their weekly reports in. They're doing the, the work according to their goals. And then we have an all-time number that we're trying to get to one. And that is 
deal per student. Now that might sound crazy because some people do 15 deals, but some people come into the community and do one and go, Hey, this is great. I got a job and one deal made me, you know, hundred grand. So mm -hmm. we're at like 0.6. We're not at one yet, but again, it's something we obsess over. And when I tell all the coaching people, we're in a mastermind with like, I don't know, 200 businesses like you and I, and they go, that's really good. So we're trying to get to one uh, on average on everyone that has ever come in, including people that quit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you gotta make up. You gotta make up for, because th this is one thing I, I think that not everybody fits into the mold, and not everybody's gonna catch it. But you do want to make sure your your metrics are as best as possible, because I think it's one of those things that if you can really, hone, I, I think I, lo I love that you're you're very like KPI oriented because it shows that you care about the numbers and you care about each student individually, even yeah. though there's even though you, there are, there are a lot of people there's there's metrics to everybody and trying to keep you might try. To, you're trying to help everybody win. Ugh. Yeah, I talked to a guy last night, literally on Zoom. He's a he's a like an equity looking at growing with us, and he said, "What attracted me to you guys many months ago was that you sort of have best practices for you care about people." He said that's evident, and he said too many people in the industry yeah. don't. And this is a guy that wasn't in the industry, so so that to your comment, very important. There's too many people just want to sell stuff and keep moving. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's good. It's good. It's good metrics. It's good systems. Um, I, I love I love the community aspect of it. I think the community aspect of it is insane. It's very undervalued. This is this is I think the I can't really answer this one, but are you marketing to sellers yourself? Yeah, we still buy and sell. Oh, yeah. Okay, are you mark? Are you marketing though? We just use the system I told you: list, VA calls. We follow okay. up. We don't we don't spend any money on marketing. And the reason is. I know a lot of people teach it and I like it, but the reason is when I was new, coming out of the crash, I had yeah. 10 cents. I didn't have 10 cents even. So yeah. if you said buy a list or do a meal, I'd be like, I can't do that. So then I, I don't want to burn people with that. But once they get in, they can play around with postcards and things like that, which I've done in my career, but I don't make it a standard way I get my business. Absolutely. So I really want to dig in on this because we started doing the same thing and we almost follow the same similar framework, not necessarily the same, but similar framework. And we stopped marketing over a year ago. So we're not, because we do deals with our students and that's where our lead flow comes from. Because we're, yeah. like, we'd rather do deals in the trenches with our with our people. Exactly. So we, we stopped actually marketing to sellers directly and then we carve more of on the education side, teach and educate and teach them how to fish. Love it. And Love it. Very similar. We have similar mentalities with this. Yes. Because I, I think the, the biggest thing is that if, when you teach when you teach them how to fish, they can go they can go fish the rest of their lives. They don't have to, they don't just need you anymore. And that's I think that's the all in all goal when it comes to people like us is that they go if you teach them how to fish, they can they don't whenever they get it and they, they got it down, they're just they're gone. You like, said something important because I scream about this. Once you learn creative, no one can take it from you. It's a skill set of life, and you can and should be buying your own property that way, your own Absolutely. house. If you just learn it and buy your own house every three or four years, you have a huge win. Absolutely. And you can go and I, I want to I hit on this is that other people's speed and acceleration doesn't have to be your speed and acceleration. Go at your own pace, go slow, figure it out, do it right and get, get to that end goal over time and distance because this is a long-term play. You and I are in sync. So on, on this week's calls, I make a list of what I'm doing on the calls each week, right? Okay. And this week with my highest level group, I said, hey guys, just, just a quick reminder for you. We're in January. And I said, very similar to yours, but here's my word. I said, your success has zero to do with whatever else the community is doing. And it has zero to do with what you, where you are now. It has everything to do with where you are now compared to where you were last year. 
So mm. just work on that and don't beat yourself up. And they're like, oh, okay, a little light bulb. So I agree with you. No, that's amazing. And and this is for example's sake. Is there like a student that comes to mind that went from zero to a hundred super fast? And what what does yeah. that look like? Because I think it, it's a uh, that person has the tools and capabilities to accelerate and not everybody has to build those. Like some people just come with it installed on them. So this is like an outlier. So what does the outlier look for you, look like in your, in your coaching? Yeah. And you, and I'm glad you said outlier cause I don't want to ever give the impression. Yep. This is the norm. You come in, this is what you're going to do. No, it, this. Okay. So Brian in Chicago comes to mind and there's others, but Brian in Chicago comes to mind because when he first came in, he was an elevator salesman. He was on the road for years, hated being away from his son. And so I want to learn this. I want to leave my job. He okay. got this job in nine months, but what Brian did is un- he didn't listen to me right away because he listened to me in every other way except for this. He didn't want to buy sub two or on France. He was a little afraid of it. So he did all leases. He did his first eight deals, got over 800 grand in payday one, twos, and threes, meaning they're spread out, and was able to leave his job. Again, eight deals, $10 each, which he chuckles and said, I really didn't give him 10 bucks on every one of them, but $80 to tie up that with $838,000 in paydays accumulated. That's that's pretty cool. And then he left his, his job that quickly. I think his original goal was either a year or two when he did it in nine months. Okay. That's amazing. I think I know what your paydays are, but let's cover your paydays, one, two, and three. And what what does each one do to kind of I, – I, I know what they are. but Yeah. 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 No, and this came out of the crash, right? Because it came out of the crash going, yeah. you know what? I'm done doing the transactional thing. I just want to I want to create some more wealth. And we trademarked that in U.S. Here's how it works. The buyer comes in who is a true buyer now. They're not a renter with some pipe dream. They're a buyer that needs a couple more years of tax returns to get financing or whatever their thing is. So that's payday one. Our family company, the community's all over the place and sometimes bigger. We're in the lower end. is around 26 grand or 28 grand. Payday two is the spread between my underlying debt to the seller or the bank and what I'm collecting from the tenant buyer. Ours is around 308 bucks. We're very low. The community's closer to a grand of a house per month. And then payday three is really cool because it's all the principal pay down you accumulated through the deal, especially if you did owner financing principal only. And then it's the markup. And then all three of those paydays total for us around 78 grand for the community, 45 grand low, high of quarter of a million. Like my guy in California, Rusty, he's also a coach now. He was a, P, a PE teacher for 23 okay. years and left that. And now he's a coach with us. But he does, he does you know, a million is normal for him. So his paydays are always over six figures because of the price range. So that makes sense the way I did it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk about principle only and terms you ask for when you're asking for a seller because there's so many ways to create a win-win scenario, and a lot of buyers are stuck on price. And like, I, I think I always think of like the commercial buyers, like I want five million dollars for my four cap. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> well, what 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 the, what what are terms people can use and. Please do your own research after this because I don't think we're going to touch the surface on this. But like, what are some things you can negotiate up front to make a sweet deal for you on your other paydays that you negotiate on the back end? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not caught up on price at all. And I do look at comps, but I don't get too caught up. And I just want to make sure they're realistic because if I can get my term, I'm golden. So a couple of things. First of all, you get all this because we can't do it to your point all of it today. But for the listener, you get all this by asking questions. Yep. Because people say, how do you convince these people? And then I'll talk about the pay, the hell you do that. So you don't, you ask questions and you try to either solve a problem that they can't solve or accomplish a goal they weren't accomplishing in the conventional market. If they're free and clear, they don't have a problem. They want to accomplish a goal like this building was free and clear that I'm in. And he wanted tax and estate planning. So he wanted owner financing. So, so you find out that for us. What are you trying to solve for? If you think you can solve it, there are things like 
I, I treat it like a seesaw. I say to the seller, okay, I got three variables here. It's kind of a seesaw. And there might be five, but I'm trying to limit them. I have price, I have term, and I have monthly. What's the most important to you? Oh, I want my price. All right, great. And then I, so then I, get, I know I just got to push the term out, right? Because if I do principal only payments, I'm going to make up any increase in any premium in price in a few months based on yeah. my monthly. So that's how I position it. If they bring up, I don't know, let's call it, uh, let's, let's say they bring up interest because I don't want to pay interest. So I didn't bring it up and they bring it up. So then I just say, okay, we got four things. It's kind of a quadrant. We got interest down, price and term. What's most important? I can't give you all. That's not fair. We got to have a win win here. And they get that. It's like common sense. So what are the two top for you? And we'll see if I can work with the other two. What's the oh, fifth one? I would be down payment because we don't do down either. <laughs> so I don't bring it up. <laughs> okay. So I had a, uh, I was on, I'm a big fan of Twitter and I was commenting about how we just picked up one and a half million dollars of solar financing on one property from, nice. we, we do land and uh, people are like, oh, you can't do that. Like, like. I screenshot a picture of the contract and there was, there's an interest rate box and it's blank. Like, Oh, why'd you leave that blank? I'm like, Oh, don't worry about that. If you don't mention it, they don't ask. True. <laughs> yeah. Assumptive. So here's a way to say it too. Hey, Daniel's my seller. Hey, Daniel say it's, I don't know, $600,000. Then I'm going to make you monthly payments against that. I didn't say interest. I didn't even say principal. I said, I'm going to make you monthly payments against that. So when I send them a note that says 1500 a month principal only, I say, yeah, that's what I told you. It's common sense, mm. but if, so you could turn it into a hybrid though. Let me just say this quickly. This building, like I said, he was a landowner, one of the biggest in the area. So he, he got it and he was a math guy. But when I said principal only, he almost fell off his chair. So I said, okay, let's do this. And that's why I structured what I call a hybrid, all principal for 18 months, take the balance, then amortize it at his rate. We are both happy. Win-win. Yeah. Cause you can knock down a lot. And this is the, you can knock down a lot because you can make those payments extra big on the front end just to make your, your amortized even flow. Yeah. And they like it because it's cash flow for them. That's all they see. Ooh, big number. And I actually built in every August to give them another five grand towards principal, but that's all that was. It was hammering principal. Do you ask for uh, annual terms? What? Sorry. Annual terms. Like instead Meaning? of 360 payments versus 30 payments. So one oh. payment per year. Never. I haven't done that. Okay. I'm tracking with you. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm asking if you've done that. Because if I, le I learned this from somebody, but it's, it's keeping people like mailbox money. But if you separate the mailbox money across the year, they get desperate. Because <laughs> then you so, can appreciate that. So you, so you do how many payments instead? It's 30 annual payments. Like if it's, instead of 360 monthly payments, you do 30 annual payments. So uh -huh. they only pay them once per year. Got it. Yeah. I, I like that for a lot of reasons. Oh, yeah. See? <laughs> Light bulb, see? <laughs> I, I don't know who I learned this from. I heard it somewhere. But it was, uh, it's, it's, uh, they get mailbox money, but they're separating how often they receive the mailbox money. Yeah. And that, that alone is powerful. Love it. <laughs> it's good stuff. I love creative. Creative is so, is so fun. And There's no way it's never boring, right? It's never boring. Never boring. One thing I really want to hit on is what you said is gauging questions. A lot of people overlook that part of it they're like oh i'm just gonna that just kind of throw my offer out at it if you ask gauging questions you can construct and create the offer that's going to work to make you get that deal together 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 yeah. are you doing off market on market how do you deal with agents if you're creating yeah. creative finance how does that work how do you how do you work that and piece that 
a disclosure for agents listening. I was an agent for 18 of my 33 years in the biz. So this is not a, a shot at realtors, but I tried not to ever deal with them because they don't understand it and they get in the way. I didn't want to have my brokerage. So I get it. I just didn't understand what I understand now. So most of our stuff is off market because remember it's either, well, a FISBO is on the market technically, but I'm saying with an agent. So it's either an expiry that came off with an agent, a FISBO is on the market. A FISBO by nature thinks what? They can sell, they wouldn't be a FISBO. So yeah. I know when I make that call, you're not saying yes today, but I'm yeah. figuring out if you're motivated, I'm going to put a follow up in the future. That's a caveat there. Whereas an expired it's like, yeah, I, I didn't sell it. I'm frustrated. So that's a different lead. And then the for rent by owners are totally differently because they just frustrated landlords. They're not on the market. And then the niche list, the free and clears, they're definitely not on the market. Typically, unless you an accident run into one, right? But if I buy a list of free and clear, lot, large percentage are not on the market, if not all. So mostly off market. That's that's good. That's good. We're we're mostly on market, so we do the. <laughs> oh, yeah. We do, we're, do the opposite. This is one of the things I, I love about this conversation is that Chris is right, Daniel's right. Whoever teaches something totally different, they're right too. All oh, these right. Things, all these things work. It's just how you work it, and I think the the however you learn and practice and do, you can take a very and this is this is why I love real estate. You can take a. A, like a manipulation of whatever you're taught and make it your own and totally kill it in a totally different sector. Yeah. And, and, and you can combine and, and here's what's neat. Daniel and I could be in the same zip code. Never can not run into each other. Never compete with him. I say that to say that, you know, this now, because the way you answered that, I responded, but it's the, it's the prosperity mindset. I have a prospect yesterday. He's a talented guy. He's coming from, he came from uh, tech and he's been on his own and he wants to join our community. And his, his only concern he told me was that one of my coaches and the guy, Rick, that I talked about, who, no, I didn't talk about him this show. I had done so many shows today. He was in the government, a government job for 30 years and just left in May to, to come full time. And he said, I'm concerned he's near me. And I just wanted to like slam the phone down because you can't, how many deals do you need if they're a hundred grand deals? Really? How many deals do you need? 50 a year? No. Just two, one or two and you're straight. And yeah, that's most the, people. Light work. Light work. Yep. So don't worry if you're listening, have prosperity mindset. If anything, if Daniel and I are in the same market, we're probably going to collaborate on some cool deals. We're not going to step on each other. Yeah. I, I love the collaboration part of it because a lot of people and a lot of rich people that are in the real estate game for a long time, they're very abrasive. They pull out the, the lawsuit card. They pull out the attorney card. They pull out all these different things to try and be abrasive and try and fight that collaborative thing. But the collaborative people, what I've seen, kill and knock out everybody else outside the market. And if you're, if you're competing with a collaborative group of people, you're going to lose every time. Agreed. You're going to lose every time. This is, man, this is such a good conversation. I love it. I think we can talk for an hour about this. <laughs> okay. So you're not talking to agents. You like doing direct to seller ailing, direct to seller marketing. Are you teaching to do virtual or if they're belly to belly, do they do belly to belly conversations? How did they kind of build that internal rapport? How are you teaching to teach the internal rapport with the sellers directly? Yeah. Prior to COVID, not going to the house was difficult. Now it's accepted. So we'll we'll do properties we haven't seen, let alone walk through. I wouldn't see maybe a picture of it. But are there cases, especially with some age-wise, some, some older people, it's a face-to-face, this is important for some people, right? I'm just saying if you have, like, I got a call, I got a referral in Florida. I'm in Rhode Island. I just got this last week. So for me, it's simple. I just do the whole deal, but I just have somebody 
to be boots on the ground and go, go over there for me to look at the house, not to go build rapport. I did all that on the phone, no problem at all. You And people say, well, what if I don't have boots on the ground? We didn't have boots on the ground when we started in the state of Connecticut about, uh, this is back in like 16. So we put an ad out. We were looking for someone that could go to the house and give us the, the look, right? You know, we got, we know we attracted with those ads, not knowing we would. Builders Agents. and home inspectors. Oh, home inspectors. Okay. So I, I said, send them. It's better than I'm going to do. And then they gave us a report and we did everything over the phone with the seller. It was the best thing. We fell into an accident. Builders and home inspectors. I've they answered the that. ad and they said, they'll do, I'll do a walkthrough. I'll provide your report. I think we gave them 250 bucks. Wow. See, whenever yeah. we do that, we always get agents. Agents agents always are the ones doing the walkthroughs for us. As long as you, again, I'm going to throw a little out here. But like, if you call me in my agent days, I also did new construction stuff. So I, I could be able to help you. I'm not, I wasn't like in the trenches yeah. building, but I knew enough. Some, you just got to, I mean, some agents, you know, <laughs> get, they got to try to sell the house, what their one house a year, let alone give you a home inspection. But some of them are good. And it, 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 it always the conversation. So we'd always pitch them to do like a BPO and then. Yeah. We tell them to do a BPO, and then if we bought the property, we would have them be the listing agent. Nice. And that's how we work. They reciprocate. Yep. We have yeah. agents. That, don't get me wrong with the agent thing. I just don't want to call one on the market. We have agents that understand what we do, and yeah. if they're going to have a property expire, they go, oh, man, and they refer us, and they get a nice residual because we pay them on our paydays. Or they, down the road, say, ah, oh, man, they didn't want to pay a agent, or they're upside down. They can't afford me if they don't come out of pocket. So, you know, those things, if it's out of their box, they will refer us. That's a good thing. I, I'm coming towards the end. I'm going to hit you with a good question. How do you overcome a large amount due that a seller wants creatively to cover like a balance up to where they have, might have $50,000 worth of equity or larger? How do you come up with that to make it cash flow through your paydays? Because sometimes it's hard to create a down payment from your rat buyer to cover that. that yeah. Cover yeah. That Okay, so we try to, and we do, 98% of the deals, if I had to pick a number, if they have equity, they're getting it on the back end as a balloon with no payments and no interest in between. Now, Amazing. if the underlying debt is so small that the payment's tiny, we don't mind structuring some quarterlies or something like that, but that that would be different. Rick just did two what he calls hybrid deals where he bought them sub two. There was significant equity above that, so he, so he did some owner financing on top, but no payments and no interest on both his deals. And these are nice houses. They just wanted to wrap it up and they trusted him to be done with it. So you're doing a back-end balloon or quarterly distributions to cover that amount. Yeah. And that could be portioned from cash flow or some type of third-party loan or even. Yeah, your- it could be that deal. It could be, you could borrow private if you had to, but none of my students do. It could be you have five or six deals going, your paydays are flowing, you know, you can pull some money out of those. Yeah, you can get super creative. What is the quote that is yours or somebody else's that you resonate with? The Say that again, so I'm tracking. What is a quote that is yours or somebody else's that you resonate with? I I always butcher the, um, I, I forget who said the quote, the, the persistence quote, but persistence, I forget the quote. It's, it was a, was it a Roosevelt quote or something? Persistence is more important than talent, education, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Okay. Didn't I do that really well? That was the best I've ever heard. <laughs> you get hey, the idea. You a long day of interviews. You, that's the best quote I'm coming up with. No, and this is one. Of, I, I'm going to finish on this note, but it's one of the things where if you, if somebody has skills and you're consistent, you're going to beat them every time. That's that's where I was, that's that's the persistent one. Yeah, yeah. That's just the bottom line. All right. So where can people find you online? We got smartrealestatecoach.com. I think this has been a great conversation. I wish it was longer, 
but I think this is. I, think I tell you what, get me on an encore in six months or whatever is good for your audience, and I'll we'll spend we'll hang out. Um, right. I want to give them all a free book, your audience, and 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 I appreciate you having me on the. Um, and it's not free book. Oh yeah, by the way, put a credit card in for shipping because I can't stand that. It's we are shipping it from this office. You will get physical books. Go to Wicked Smart Books, wickedsmartbooks.com forward slash hive in the number one, numeric number one, hive one. There you go. Go check it out. Thanks, Chris, for coming on. For everybody here, check out check out check him out online. I think he's a real estate coach on every platform. Please go check him out. Uh, Chris, thanks for coming on. For everybody here, go like, share, subscribe. You know what to do. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys.